Welcome back to Haley in Motion. Thank you guys so much if you're listening to this audible version of this blog or reading it. Thank you for your time. The reason why I'm doing this is because I just feel like there's so much craziness that goes on in my life and so many things that God shows me that even if it inspires or helps or puts in perspective for one person, it's worth it to me. Soon on Haley Emotion, I'm going to have some special guests, but until then, it's just me, so enjoy. This episode is about a five-year reunion that I had with my dad in Costa Rica two weeks ago and why I love him so much. Uh, we got kicked out of restaurants and ditched the zipline adventure because my dad didn't want to wear a mask. We saw whales and screamed at each other a couple of times and he's taught me a lot in life. So here's the story. You'd think after growing up with a dad who yells a lot, I wouldn't be so sensitive, but I am insanely sensitive and still flinch when someone raises their voice at me. My dad is the epitome of a coach. You know, those guys who are majorly chill and laid back, walk with poise and demeanor but catch them on the wrong route and your butt's getting cussed out real quick. That's my dad, Miami Mo. Think like Nick Saban. Almost seven years ago, my life seemed to fall apart when I got divorced. Ironically, same month, same year, my parents also got a divorce after 39 years. Insane, right? Needless to say, it was one of the most devastating seasons of my life, except I was so engulfed in the sorrow of what seemed to be my own failure that it was nearly two years later after I looked up and realized my parents were never going to be together again. It was probably a fall day and I was looking forward to Alabama football and my mom and dad tag teaming on the food. But yeah, that wasn't my life anymore. I guess my parents had had enough of heartache. My dad had been there for my mom through all of her fights with cancer almost 15 years. My mom had put up with my dad's somewhat wild mania and sometimes depression. They fought together, but it was time, I guess. Dad moved down to Costa Rica and never came back. My dad never let me stay the same. He always told me that Coach Bear Bryant, his football coach at Alabama, used to say, You're either getting better or you're getting worse. You never stay the same. He was constantly pushing me to become a better person. Some parents nowadays accept their kids just the way they are and that wasn't good enough for my dad. He knew as a child we weren't clear what exactly the best version of ourselves was and neither was he, but it was better than what we could have potentially settled for. For example, C's were not okay on a report card. My dad's answer to a C C's are average and my children aren't average. One time in 2006, we were at the NFL Pro Bowl in Hawaii. A family member was the NFL MVP that year and we were there to celebrate and go to the game. Being in Hawaii, I thought all I wanted to do was lay out on the beach and soak up some sun, right? Well, my dad had other plans for us, a better idea per usual. He had rented a car and wanted to go for an adventure. Honestly, the last thing I wanted to do while I was in Hawaii was be in a car. But because this was a family trip, I got my butt in the car and we drove through the mountains. That would later be the backdrop for the filming of Jurassic Park 2. Y'all, we ended up at the North Shore, one of the most famous beaches in the world with some of the most giant waves on the planet. We gazed in awe. On the way back, we stopped at a pineapple field with a restaurant on the side of the road in the middle of Hawaii. We ate fresh fish and pineapple fried rice made by a local. It was as authentic as you could get. 
I had no idea what I was getting to experience then. It was a moment. A few years later, we were in Seattle, Washington, and that same family member was a star player for the Seattle Seahawks. We were there the week after Christmas and I was singing the national anthem for the Seahawks game. At that time in my life, I was in love and thought I would marry this guy from Seattle that I had met. Guess what my dad did? Yep, you guessed it. He rented a car and wanted to drive somewhere. I was sick to my stomach because leaving Seattle was the last thing I wanted to do. We took off from Seattle and drove across the border into Canada. The first stop, Victoria. British Columbia, Victoria, Canada is one of the most beautiful places in the world. I just remember the flowers and the boats in the marina. That's how breathtaking. The next stop was Vancouver. It was like a clean New York City. Dad gave us each $100 to shop with and we bought all of the hot trending items back in the early 2000s. Uh, it's a cringe to just think about what we purchased. After an entire day of travel, we finally made it to our final stop, Whistler Mountain. It was literally like Whoville out of the Grinch Who Stole Christmas. It was a ski town in the middle of these majestic mountains, fresh with white powdery snow, Christmas lights everywhere. My dad had rented snowmobiles. A snowmobile is like a jet ski on the snow. Have you ever ridden a snowmobile? Okay, well, have you ever ridden one at night? Our tour started at like 9 p.m. and the amount of cold was something this Floridian had never experienced. There were no lights up there, but you could see everything perfectly clear because the moon reflected off the snow. It was insane. We drove our snowmobiles through the seven layers of the candy cane forest through a sea of swirly, twirly gumdrops. Just kidding, that was a reference from the Elf movie, if you missed it. We got to the top, we came to this roundabout that had an overlook, and the way that it looked in the distance was like literally Whoville town. You could only imagine from the movies. And at that moment, I had no idea what I was really getting to experience. It was something I will never forget. Two years later, the Winter Olympics was held right there on that same mountain. What a chance I got to experience something only some people get. My dad always created experiences for us, whether it was Christmas morning surprise or drives on trips. He was always making sure we had the best of the best. So needless to say, after all of our heartache, misunderstanding, and traumatic events, I have wanted to repay him for all of the things that he did. The first thing on the list when I got to Costa Rica was to take my dad to an incredible dinner. It's been five tumultuous years of being deprived of good food, apparently. So I had to fix the madness and close the gap on an absence of an ultimately delicious meal. And guys, I honestly couldn't imagine the torture, seeing as though my dad is the reason why I'm a foodie today. Foodie as in ultimate food snob, unfortunately. Rumor had it from our driver, as we were driving through downtown Hako, there was an old Italian spot in town with some of the best Italian food you'll ever eat. Now that's a dangerous claim for anyone who knows good Italiano food. My dad, he looks Italian and he prides himself as being a professional connoisseur of Italian food. We decided to give it a shot and let me tell you about that rumor. It was 1000% accurate. I quickly remembered what it was like being around my dad when he snapped at me for taking too many photos of him eating, but honestly, I just couldn't help myself. I was so excited. The biggest surprise at dinner, dad didn't order spaghetti bolognese with a side of meatballs, which I knew he would do. He orders the seafood platter with every kind of seafood that you could imagine and a side of pasta. 
As we waited for our food, I noticed they had a wood fire oven. So naturally I ordered a margarita pizza to hold us over. A couple of times the waiter came to check on us and he mentioned a surprise from the chef. Not sure what he was talking about, but we'd find out sooner or later. If you followed me on Instagram this trip, you'd happen to see the surprise that came out for us and you'll be familiar. Our waiter was walking toward us, toward the table with a ginormous wooden charcuterie looking board of seafood. This platter looked like something straight out of a magazine designed with four lobster tails, jumbo prawns, shrimp, ahi tuna, a whole squid head, AKA calamari, mussels, and the nine. There were side plates of baby clams sitting on angel hair pasta and wine sauce. Guys, this food was so good, we decided to come back the next night. The next day, we rode ATV side by side through the jungle and somehow ended up at this really cool restaurant owned by a family. You guessed it, more food. Half of the restaurant was the Abuela's house. The view up here was breathtaking. With every reason to eat and drink, we ordered daiquiris and empanadas. Their daiquiris were literally fruit, ice, alcohol, and sugar. They made the empanadas right in front of us and we toured the tiny little dirt floor kitchen. I don't even eat empanadas, but these were the best things that I had ever tasted in my life. The kitchen was outside and had a wood fire grill with two little Costa Rican women cooking. Their bar and all of the tables were made out of the teak wood from the trees in the jungle. Dad and I sat out on these ledges that they had built that sat at the edge of their property, overlooking the mountains and the ocean. It was a moment. On our way up the mountains, our tour guide Danny stopped alongside the road. He got off his dirt bike, went up to some trees, pulled off a leaf and came over to the side-by-side and shared with us the story of how makeup was created. Maybelline, Revlon, they all started from teakwood leaves in Costa Rica. He took the leaf and started rubbing it on my hands and bright corals and red started to appear on my skin. He said they used it for lipstick and blush and this is how makeup was created. That night we went back to the same Italian restaurant and dad had ordered exactly what I thought he would order spaghetti bolognese with a side of meatballs. He didn't want to wear his mask from the front of the restaurant to the table, but he knew it was worth every second to taste that meat sauce and pasta. So mask up, Papa Mo. We got to try this place again. The following day, we had to be up early because I had ordered a boat to go out and deep sea fish. I've never done it before, and my dad obviously loves to fish any chance that he can get. But the main reason I got the boat was because it was whale watching season. I didn't even know that was something Costa Rica had. If we were out there long enough, chances are we'd see a whale and I've never seen one in the wild. We set sail at 7 a.m. and by 9 a.m. we came upon a mama whale and her baby frolicking through the water. Every four or five times that that baby came up for air, the mama made her way up for a breath. The sound of the blowhole when she breathed was majestic. We trolled the waters for hours, but because of the red tide, we couldn't catch anything. It didn't matter though, because I was on the front of the boat, blasting my favorite songs in the world from Shania Twain to Coldplay, Shawn Mendes, and Maverick City Music. I was all over the place, dancing, pretend mic in hand, doing what I wanted, letting it all go right there in the middle of the ocean. It was a moment. After the boat ride, we headed to grab lunch at Los Sueños Marina. The view from this incredible sushi restaurant we ate at was an entire marina full of the most insane boats you've ever laid your eyes on. The Costa Rican mountains propped up behind the site. You can't really describe the beauty, but it was like Pinterest in real life. 
dad reminisced about the boat he used to have and how we would take it out from Jupiter, Florida, all the way to Miami. All of the fun memories we had on the boat. He imagined the kind of yacht he was going to have one day again. I know this blog is getting long and it was mostly about food and moments in my life, but I just wanted to leave you with this one last thing. My dad has been cast out by many people in his life because sometimes the way he thinks is uncomfortable or irrational to most people. Sometimes he has very valid points and other times what he's saying doesn't register well with others. Some call him manic. He calls himself a genius. I call him my hero. One thing my dad taught me was never to compromise what you believe, even if it's wild and crazy or goes against the crowd. On this trip, I had bought tickets to go zip lining through the rainforest. This is something I've always wanted to do and I was really looking forward to it, to be honest. We arrived at the zip lining tour, strapped up, helmet on, ready to go. There were probably 30 or 40 people in our group. Right before we took off on the tour, they split everyone into groups and then they made an announcement and told everyone to put their mask on. Whether you believe in masks or not, that's besides the point of this story. We were about to be outside in the rainforest, away from people, so logically it didn't make sense to a lot of people to wear the mask. So my dad made sure everyone knew what he believed. He said in front of all of these strangers, well, he more screamed it, I'm not wearing a damn mask. Y'all are crazy making us wear masks in the middle of nature. F this, I'm leaving. And to be honest, he was probably saying stuff that people were already thinking, but was not brave enough to do anything about it. I was obviously embarrassed, but then I was inspired that my dad didn't give a damn what people thought about him. The money was non-refundable, but so was your faith, your belief, your dignity. It was chaotic, but no beat skipped. We left and went and ate more food at another fantastic restaurant. There have been moments in my life with my dad that have shown me that even when God takes you on a detour, on a trip you never wanted to go on, the experience that comes from that will shape you into the person that you are dreaming of being right now. The moments you end up having will be moments you couldn't imagine missing. It's about not being average. It's about not staying the same, but growing every day, even through the pain. It's about not accepting a C on a report card for yourself. I think about my dad a lot when I'm in the jails with the kids because most don't have a dad. And even in his flaws, the Lord has used my dad to help me grow. I am supposed to go back to Costa Rica in November for my dad's 70th birthday. I'll let you know if that happens. Until then, pura vida, mi amigos.